Professor Brain Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Okay, there's something you had mentioned earlier on about mm-hmm. you, like from now on, yes, you in science right now, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you you might end up in. Mm-hmm. You might end up right. in something totally different from what you've done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, if it that if if that happens. Mm-hmm. What would that be? What are the like so far? What have you thought about? And also, would you? These are two questions that are two very different. No but would you, would you mm-hmm. uh, feel that you've wasted fifteen years of your mm. life <laughs> pursuing uh-huh. something that you didn't pursue further? Uh-huh. Very good question. Um, so, starting with the first one. Mm. Um, it's a bit in line with what I what I said before already. I think if I would, uh, you know, if I would uh, drop uh, science and academia, I would mm. uh, probably go more into education. Yeah. Um, Wait, why? I, I mm-hmm. forgot to ask that. Why? Because I feel like you like kids. Mm-hmm. Do you? Uh, I or like. Do you just like it, it, the teaching aspect? Yes, I like the teaching aspect. I, I mean, I, I like them in the sense that I think it can be very, uh, you know, depends on the ages. But there's like you know, interacting with kids that are like ten to twelve. I always find it amazing because they're at this age that where they're you know they're super curious, and they already understand a lot, and um it's always very energizing you know when i was doing those workshops back in paris it was often with kids around these ages and sometimes they ask you things that you're really not expecting and they ask really good questions actually mm. um <laughs> and but i've also i've also taught like high school students or university students and and I've always enjoyed as well very much those those interactions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you will go into and teaching, or I would. Yeah, I, I think I would consider going into uh, teaching to education. Actually, you know, even right now, I'm I'm sort of considering um, positions that are like half research, half teaching. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah, even if I had to drop research completely, um, I think teaching would be uh, probably the number one uh, plan B. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I could also see myself going more into some sort of um, socially oriented organization, uh, you know, which could still be related to science to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um 
yeah but maybe you know more humanitarian in a way okay so would you feel like you've wasted your uh-huh and yes and would i feel like it's waste so i, I, th- I think that's a good question so not at all you know mm-hmm. because um for me what's important is that i'm enjoying it as i go yes you know and so i don't you know well even if i don't use it anymore mm. it doesn't matter i've enjoyed it while i was doing it mm-hmm. um and so i think you know and, and that's what guides me as well at each step is that you know am i en- at each step and we, you know during the steps you know am i enjoying it am i still enjoying it and and if i conclude that i'm not then i know i need to change something um because yeah because i don't want to look back and feel like it was wasted you know so mm-hmm. indeed um i think i would i would definitely not feel like that i mean also because you do learn things that are useful anyway you know even if it's not the details of x chromosome inactivation mm-hmm. but you're still you're still developing a lot of other skills that are useful in the way you think in the in the way you approach things um so i yeah i that's the thing i think as long as we're enjoying it then it's never really wasted right yeah yeah in, enjoying every moment at that time mm. when it's happening and it not necessarily have to influence your next steps mm-hmm. okay that's, that's it. um so uh relating to this so is mm-hmm. what are the highs highlights that mm-hmm. you haven't mentioned i know you've mentioned a lot but what are the highlights mm-hmm. that you haven't mentioned throughout this journey up to now Mm-hmm. the highlights both high and low or the high yeah. or mm-hmm. oh is there other lows that you like to mention mm-hmm. i'd like to start with the lows <laughs> <laughs> yes so then we end on a more positive note yes, yes. um on the lows well the beginning of the postdoc uh was not easy either mm-hmm. because you go from you know at the end of the phd you're very you know a lot about what you're doing um you know the projects are finally more mature so everything is rolling more smoothly or um you know so you feel yeah you feel in control you feel like um you know what you're doing um you know a lot about that subject yeah and so changing to the postdoc came with new challenges which of course is also good and you know that's also part of what i wanted to learn new things etc yeah. but at the same time you have to deal with all these feelings that oh you know all of a sudden i'm again at you know at the bottom of this long you know this tall mountain that i have to climb and mm-hmm. um and it's also um you know i felt as a phd student uh, you are more connected to the other phd students around and there's a more um community um, 
Yeah, exactly, exactly, and less so at the postdoc level. So I I you felt like at the top alone. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a bit more but not really uh, on the other hand um uh, and but yeah i i you know um there was not this support system from the beginning let's say uh from from other you know so as postdocs we're not very much connected in the same way phd mm-hmm. students are i feel and and so yeah so again it it felt a bit you know solitary at times or um you know finding your way back into you know knowing your things and and not feeling you have to prove yourself again and again yeah you had mentioned something to do with uh germany because right now you're in germany right yeah mm-hmm uh compared to was it Portugal you're comparing it with like how fast Germany is and how separated people are I don't know there's something to do with that I'm not sure mm-hmm. um did I mention that well I'm um no, the, the, what <laughs> not you... now <laughs> yeah, yeah what what you yeah what you just said, what reminds me of is more, um, I mean, and that I felt also during the postdoc that, um, you know, science seems to be moving always super fast. And, and I always, I also came to an institute where I feel, you know, there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's it's not so much external pressure, but I feel everyone is really trying to finish things um, fast. You know, you want to publish, you want to go to the next step, and mm. um, and and this makes you focus on the wrong things, or at least in my view, on the wrong things. You know, mm. um, and so. You know, and this is not specific to Germany. I don't think so. It's I think mm. it's a bit specific to science and academia, and mm. um, maybe at you know um, maybe a bit everywhere. But yeah, probably in certain institutes more than others. And but but you know, even overall, you know, if you look at the pace that papers are being published and you mm. don't have time to follow the literature all the literature and it's mm-hmm. very difficult to keep the pace and keep track and mm. do you feel like that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like with so much uh anyway okay i'm doing a very niche uh kind of research uh, mm-hmm. it's not like there's so many papers out there, like there's so many papers per year related to that kind mm-hmm. of research, but still there's so much that has mm-hmm. been published. Some are kind of related and you know, mm-hmm. there's so much to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's very little time <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. By the time you you know, by the time you're reading this paper, uh, you've already mm-hmm. passed through that stage, and you should have done that 
maybe a question like there's something anyway I feel like I'm already complaining <laughs> no 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 I see what you mean I see what you mean yes it's it's um yeah it's it's difficult to keep track of everything and yes. the older papers and the new papers because, and, yeah yeah and Definitely, see where yeah. where the, the like for me for for now I try to to see where did this change from this to this trying to get mm-hmm. how which paper actually made this transition to this mm-hmm. like you see there's a right. certain trend on these new papers compared to a certain trend in a certain section of papers so you're like right. okay why are we doing this then they're not <laughs> saying why they're doing this why did mm-hmm. we change mm-hmm. you know like yeah by the time yeah. you try you by the time to you get to where and how and what happened mm-hmm. what what's up <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying as well. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. So, you, you, yeah. You've made me <laughs> kind of emotional about that. Ah, <sighs> uh, so you, you, that's mm-hmm. what you wanted to say about that, right? Is there anything you wanted to add? Yeah, exactly. No, I I think that was the thing that, you know, often I feel things are moving too fast and I and I often feel a bit inadequate in the sense that I I don't feel I can follow it. But mm-hmm. then I also try to remind myself, well, maybe there's different ways of doing it and we don't all have to be running. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and um, maybe I can take my time and, you know, I do things more slowly yes but you know it's my way of doing it and you know maybe it will work against me at some point but in a way i don't care because i'm doing it the way i think i should be doing it yeah yes i love that <laughs> <laughs> just hearing someone say that out loud just uh, just refreshing <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's 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 true. It's very true. I think uh, you know, and it connects with what you you know, with uh, you know, it's called the vulnerable scientist. This podcast, but you we also talk a lot about authenticity, and I think that's yes. very very important. That we you know we try to remain in line with ourselves as much mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So after having this conversation, mm-hmm. uh, I want you to give us that, those highlights uh, if, you've, if you're done talking about the laws. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Those highlights from, you know, from your university life or earlier on to now that you've missed. <laughs> the things that I haven't mentioned. Yes. Or, uh-huh, okay. Or if you want to repeat, uh, sure. <laughs> you need to put emphasis. No problem. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and, okay, if I, just to make sure I understand, and highlights in terms of, like, specific moments or, like, take-home messages or? 
specific moments. Moments. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. That, that's what I had in mind, but I just wanted okay. to double check. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think I've missed any. Um, give me 10 seconds to think about it. Sure. I think, yeah, you know, in terms of like the highlights, I, you know, each time I decided to join a lab, that was always sort of like a, a high moment. Um, and I'm, I'm happy I, I did it each time. Um, my university for me the highlight definitely i would say you know the fact that I, I managed or that i was able and allowed in a sense to do many different things and try different things like you know working in a lab working in the zoo um because that also gave me like ideas of what i like to do and what i don't like to do mm-hmm. uh, and then you know, being in Stockholm for sure for all the international uh, feeling of of this experience with with people from all over the world. Um, you know, so it's not maybe very scientific highlights, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but it's still yeah yes, highlights of the life of a scientist. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not science. You know, when you talk about the lows and highs, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. like in science, but it's yeah. kind of influence, like something that comes out of it, uh, but yeah. it's personal yeah. or something that is personal that influences, you know? Yeah, yeah. It no, it's connected. Because it's the scientist. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it is a scientist yes, who's yes. experiencing these things. Yeah. And whatever they experience exactly. affects whatever they do in their daily lives, you know? Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, another highlight was you know meeting my partner during my my PhD, and that also was thanks to science in a way, mm-hmm. um, because we we worked in the same institute. Mm-hmm. So that's for sure a highlight. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I think all the people I met also, you know, I met really during my PhD in the lab, some of the people I met there, they are still very good friends or very good mentors. And, and that's something that for me matters a lot as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then of course, you know, there was those moments of joy when, you know, the, when when I got my very first mutant line or mutant mouse or mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but <laughs> I'm excited because I I'm also creating mutants though with bacteria. So aha, <laughs> uh-huh, cool. No, but you know, with bacteria, you know, I've I still love when I get a cloning to work and you have a new plasmid in your hands that you know no one has cloned before i i mm-hmm. still get very excited about that actually oh my God. 
<laughs> you like that feeling too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I. I mean, yes. Yes. I have to confess that I'm. I'm still a big fan of. Yeah, molecular cloning and yeah, <laughs> because that plasmid that you suddenly manage to clone, you know, it's 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 like it represents a lot of possibilities into the future, you know, and, and like to think ahead, like the things you will be able to do with it. Yeah, I <laughs> I very much like that. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> no you're you're welcome you're welcome mm. um yeah <laughs> okay is that all i don't know sarah you think it's not enough or <laughs> no, no no it's not like it's not enough like i don't want to you to not say something you wanted to say mm -hmm. yeah mm. No, no, I think that's fine. I mean, then, I mean, you know, there's, of course, there's also, um, there's events in life that happen in parallel to your scientific life that, of course, also have an impact on how you work and how you think about things. And, um, you know, this postdoc, you know, it's been challenging from that perspective as well. I. Mm. You know, I lost my mom during this postdoc and um, I've also been quite sick during this postdoc. So, you know, it's it's been challenging at that level as well. And I think luckily I've always been in environments that are good enough that you get support. And, and so, you know, I've, yeah. I think yeah, I've been very fortunate to be to be supported as well during those times to also take the time I needed, um, mm. you know, away from work and 